Hey, I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season filled with friends and family and games. I hope your holidays were full of games, okay? That, I know mine were, I forced my family to play games. I said, we're having a game night right now. And they were like, but we're supposed to watch a movie. And I was like, movie over, games now. So I hope you also did the same thing, but in a nice way. These were my top five games I played in December for the first time. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. My number five was Super Skill Pinball Holiday Special. And I should say that I am weirdly obsessed with Christmas, okay? I love it so much. I get way too excited every year. I used to get in trouble in school so much during the month of December. I can't focus at all because I'm just so excited for Christmas. And so this game, you know, really tapped into that for me. I, I should also say... This is my first time playing one of the Super Skill Pinball games. There's been a number of versions of this with different themes, and I honestly didn't really care that much about the other ones. But you put a Christmas theme on top of it, and yes, I am on board. I am in. I wanted to check this out. And it was really fun. And it really surprised me how much I like it. You know, I, it makes me want to go back and check out the other versions of Super Skill Pinball as well, because... It's a roll and write game. Uh, you're rolling a couple of dice and then moving your pinball around to different features on the pinball board. And you're crossing stuff off and those things are gonna get you points and you're trying to combo and get special abilities and all of that different stuff. Uh, and it, it's really addicting, you know? It's, it's really fun to try to cross off stuff and, and combo things together and, you know, just it just makes you happy and satisfied when you go, oh, boom, 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 yes! Now, I don't play a lot of games solo. Uh, I, I, I prefer to play games with other people. This is one of the few games I am very happy playing it solo. I've played this game solo probably more than I've ever played any other game solo because I was just like, well, it makes me feel Christmassy and I don't need another person to play this. So I'm bored during the holidays. I'm playing Super Skill Pinball. Uh, and you know, it's just, it's great to try to beat your previous high score. I mean, I was a little frustrated when my younger sister played with me the first time and she beat my highest score that I've ever gotten on her very first time playing it. That wasn't my favorite memory of the holidays, but I'll let it slide because she had a great time with the game too. You know who I want to hear from? I want to hear from Christmas Grant. When I tell you that I'm obsessed with Christmas, I don't think you understand what I mean. This is a full Christmas suit. I own multiple elf t-shirts. I have a pair of entirely red Converse just for the season. I even bought red prescription glasses that I can wear during December. My favorite thing to do during the month of December is go stand next to Christmas trees in public places and then make strangers take pictures of me standing next to the trees from their phones. And when they're like, 
how do I get this picture to you? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's for you. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle, okay? That's one of the reasons I love this holiday special version of Super Skill Pinball because it does feel so holiday. You know, they pick three classic Christmas movies and it just gets me in the spirit. <laughs> in number four, I have Phantom Inc. from Resonim Games. And this is a thinkier party game. It is a word party game where you are giving clues to get your partner to guess a specific word. So it, you know, it's in the same world as something like Codenames or Decrypto or So Clover, where you are, you know, it's definitely a party game, but it's a more thoughtful, quieter party game. You know, it's not that sort of yell and, and laugh and that sort of stuff. You, you definitely, you know, are, are quiet and thinking about how things connect. So it's played in teams and each team uh, has one person who is uh, giving some clues and other people who are trying to figure out how those clues work together. So the two, the two people who are giving the clues are basically answering questions. Their teammates will be giving their, their, them questions and they are trying to come up with responses that point to a specific word. Oh, um, what is this similar in weight to, you know? Who's a celebrity who uses this? Things like that, that just sort of help you narrow it down and point you to one specific object. But the difference of this game, the, the thing that makes it feel unique is that you are writing your answers to these questions one letter at a time and your teammates can choose to stop your writing at any point. So it is a game of partial clues. You know, oh, what is this similar to? If I write M-O, then my teammates could say stop. Now, they know that the question is, what is this similar to? But the other team doesn't know that they, that they are answering that question. So maybe I'm trying to get them to guess butterfly. Well, M-O, now they might think moth, stop. I don't want to give the other team any more information. Now, it definitely can be frustrating at times because your brain can be working down a certain track and then a clue, an answer will come up and you're like, what? That doesn't fit along what I was thinking at all. Oh man, I just gotta blow everything up. I have no idea what you're trying to point me to. Now, at one point, like one time I played this game and the word was parasol and I was like, I, who uses the word parasol at all anyways? My brain wasn't thinking, it took me the entire stack of words and clues to figure out parasol because I just never could get my brain thinking about that. Doily, history, all of this stuff, I'm not thinking parasol. You know, so it definitely, you know, you have to be malleable in the in the way you're thinking about stuff and, and be willing to admit that you were wrong after the first couple of clues and now you need to switch tracks and think about it in a different way. I called this a thinky party game, so let's hear from a thinky individual. Yes, I'm a very thinky person. And did you like Phantom Inc? I did. It's a very clever game, and I like playing it because then I can prove that I'm more clever than you. And I am more clever than you, you know. Okay.
<laughs> okay, not a very clever response. My number three is Endless Winter Paleo-Americans from Fantasia Games. And I will start by saying this game is a little out of my wheelhouse. This is a game that's more complex than most things I play. I definitely consider myself a medium weight gamer. You know, I love something from that like 2.5 to 3 range on the BGG complexity scale. That's kind of my wheelhouse. But that's also one of the best things I can say about this game. It is big. It is grandiose. There is a lot going on. But for all of that, you know, complexity, it actually doesn't feel that crazy hard to learn or play. Yes, there's a bunch going on, but it all makes sense and it all feels connected to each other. You know, nothing in here just felt shoved in. There's a big mix of different mechanisms. We got deck building, we've got worker placement, we've got all of this different sort of stuff but it all works together very well. And while it does feel complex, it doesn't feel overly so. And it doesn't feel, you know, crazy hard and just like, I can't figure it out. I could figure this out and teach this to different people. And so, you know, it almost is like that medium plus category. Yeah, it's kind of medium weight. It's maybe a little bit more complex than most medium weight stuff, but it doesn't feel crazy heavy, and I love that about it. You know, the production value is also unreal in this game and really pulls you in as well. It's one of those ones where it's just like, you just feel proud of board games when you see it, where you're like, yeah, man, we're killing it. This just looks so good from the art to the miniatures to everything about it just looks so amazing on the table. It makes you excited and want to play it just from seeing it. So if you want something that's, uh, you know, complex but not overly so, I feel like Endless Winter is a great one for that. Let's, uh, let's kick it over to Carl's Corner and get his thoughts. The game is called Endless Winter because it's full of bleakness and suffering i loved it hey carl have you ever been to the beach i make trips occasionally to watch people get burned under the sun so the bleakness has nothing to do with the winter my number two is trekking through history from underdog games as much as i love christmas I also love history. I was a history major in college. It's always been one of my favorite subjects. I love going to like historical reenactments and stuff like that. So the theme of this game immediately pulled me in. You do anything historical based that's not just like a war game or something like that, I'm on board, I wanna check it out. But it's not just the history theme that makes this game great and makes it my number two. The mechanisms are also really fun. You are trying to build your own timeline, but you can't go out of sequence or you have to flip over your timeline and start a new one. And there's a set collection aspect to building a longer timeline. And so, you know, it makes for some interesting and thinky choices without being very complex. That's one of the things that excited me the most about this game. I brought it home to my family for the holidays, and it was one that I was like, 
We'll see. I don't know if this is going to be too complex because my family loves playing games with me, but they don't play a lot of games, you know, outside of the times that we spend together. And they love games like, you know, uh, Just One or uh, Codenames or things like that are some of their favorite games of all time. You know, definitely more in the party game world. And so this was one I was like, we'll see. It may be a little bit more complex than they're interested in playing, but they all love the game. And in fact, they asked to play it multiple times during the holidays, which was a hugely nice surprise for me, you know? So that's one of the best things about this game is like, it is super accessible, but still has some interesting choices in and strategy to it. You know, this is a game you can teach to anybody and play with non-gamers and they'll feel clever when they play it because there are some, ooh, I did that really well. Oh, when you did this, I made this choice and I got multiple turns in a row and all that sort of stuff. So I, I just, I really like that about the game. This is another one like Endless Winter where the production value uh, really elevates the experience too. You know, the, it just looks really cool on the table and, and has really nice components and pieces and so you know that pulls people in that aren't gamers as well because they're like oh i had no idea games looked this good you know so you know who i want to hear from i want to actually hear from a real life historical figure about this game my favorite thing about the game is that you can play it and just enjoy it for the mechanisms or you can also flip over every card and learn about the person or the place from history I would love it if you learned more about history. That way, when I stop somebody on the street and ask them, do they know what the Continental Congress is, I don't get people saying, is that the thing that governs the seven continents? Oh wow, does that actually happen? All of the time. And please remember, suffrage means the right to vote. Suffering is what will happen to you if you tell me you don't know what suffrage is. And my number one game of December was Skate Summer from Pandasaurus Games. This was a real month of solid and unique themes for me. And this really stands out because I was a skateboarder growing up, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of it. And this theme made me very nervous. I was quite skeptical because I was like, let's see what these posers think skateboarding is. And, you know, I just, I figured they were going to mess it up. And so I avoided this game when it first came out, but I heard from other people that it was really great. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And they did it great, okay? They really did a great job with the theme. It, it You know, one of the best parts of the game is that you are playing these cards to do tricks, but then there's a push your luck element aspect of it because your balance is going back and forth and the more tricks you play, the more likelihood is that you're gonna fall and bail from a trick and bailing, you know, is not a good thing. You don't get as many benefits, you don't wanna bail. And so you're like, ah, can I push my luck and play one more trick and combo one thing together? I just love push your luck in games because it makes everything very exciting you know is this gonna work out in my favor or not we'll see there's also more to the game than push your luck you know if a game is just push your luck it maybe can get a little frustrating if it doesn't go your way but there are plenty of other stuff 
going on in this game. You're moving around a board, collecting tokens. So there's, you know, there's a majority aspect to the tokens you're collecting. There's different benefits you can get on the board. It's another one that feels like more complex than it actually is. You know, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's not that hard to, to get into. A teach takes you know, a few minutes. I, I would say teaching this game takes 15 to 20 minutes to explain all of the parts, but all of the parts make sense. And once everybody does one turn, they get the game. There's nothing else, you know, everybody understands what's going on. So if you want to check out a unique theme with a push your luck aspect to it, Skate Summer really did it quite well and, and impressed me and, you know, made me feel guilty for being skeptical uh, at the beginning of it, you know, because they did, a, they did a great job with skateboarding. So let's hear from an actual skateboarder. I got my old deck from high school here, and uh, I'm doing this trick in my studio because it's raining outside and I don't want to mess up my bearings. And more importantly, I haven't done this in a long, long time, and it's smarter to do it on the carpet in here than out on the concrete. So, hope I don't die. Casper flip. Oh, man, I was so close. I almost had it. Those are my top five games of December. All of them are great games and definitely worth checking out. I do this video every month on Rado's channel where I go through the best games of the month and do some dumb jokes and, and have a silly time. Um, check out more of Rado's videos. You can click on links here uh, for that. Also, come over to my channel and check out some of the stuff I do. One of the videos I do that is uh, pretty cool is I talk to like over 400 different publishers and I do a best games coming to retail every month. So check that out.